Welcome, everybody, to episode 12 of the Doctrines of Rad podcast. I'm not Logan, but that guy is. Hey. I'm Drew. Hi, guys. Happy to have you. Um, so last week, uh, I kind of got to talk a lot and had had a lot going on. I feel like today's this week has been a lot better, this past week anyway. So how about you, Logan? I You said you had some experiences with church. We're eating on the podcast, by the way. So yeah, if you hear us, that's because we have both decided to do that. If you're not eating while watching us, I, what, right. what's wrong with you? It's 10 o'clock at night. You should be eating. Yeah, you should indeed. <laughs> no, so, man, I've had a, I've had a good week. So uh, last week I reported, you know, some things went south with uh, my men's group. And yeah, we've kind of restored that. Everybody's, uh, we're meeting again tomorrow. Um, some, some bridges were not burned, uh, at least not permanently. And we're working on fixing things and yeah, so everybody's still okay. Like no, no hard feelings with the guys. Yeah, man. I, whatever the issue was. And I, I, to this day, I'm still really confused on what caused the, that's good. I mean, the, 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 the separation. Um, yeah, but regardless, um, yeah, we're, we're all moving in the right direction. I think. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Uh, then, it's uh, a new day, man. So I've been, me and my family have been church hopping for several months now. Yes. Um, and uh, I think we're, we're settling on a church solely on like a weird experience I had with them. And then uh, mm-hmm. meeting with their associate pastor, I guess. He's like the adult minister. Like he does everything that deals with adults, right? So he just handles okay. all the adult ministry. I got you. Um, and uh, one of those things is like teaching and leading classes and whatnot. And uh, discipleship is his big deal. He's actually working on his doctorate in discipleship, which is kind of the field that I wanted to go into. Okay. Uh, if I if I were to get a doctorate in, in so is it going to be like a Highlander situation between you and him? Like there can only be one. Yeah, so maybe you can't have two in the same field in the same church. But but I do I do want to just go and learn from him, see how he's yeah. doing everything and. Uh, the, the classes and the curriculum that he's putting together for this church and just to train trainers um, is just super encouraging. So I, I want to be a part of that. It is a big church. It is a very wealthy church. It's about 800 members. Wow. Um, but uh, everywhere I've, I've, I've shopped around, right. Everywhere I've mm-hmm. gone to, to tour. Um, I've only maybe a handful of those churches were, um, I guess fit me. Biblically, theologically, I guess is yeah. Met me where I'm at theologically is what I'm trying to say. Are do you feel like you're having to compromise much at this one? Mm-hmm. No, that's good. They what do worship. A, they do worship yeah. a little weird. Like yeah. on stage with them is a bunch of like like orange warm lights. Okay. Like it looks like candles on like little poles next uh, to them playing the guitar, next to them playing the piano. And it's a lot of contemporary music, which is mm. some of it's not not good. Like some of it's like Bethel and Elevation Hillsong. I think I've heard two um, uh, two songs from one of those two, one of those three um, producers, and then uh, the rest has been pretty solid. So, so preaching wise, I mean, nothing that you feeling like you are questioning or. How do they do? Do they lean more 
um, Calvinistically? Or are they, uh, you know, reformed or? Did, did I bring up the story on how I found, like how I came to like kind of, I, I don't know if I brought it up last week. Did I talk about it last week? I can't remember. Uh, I feel bad if you did because I don't. Remember. Yeah, because I brought up like going into the bathroom, picking the middle urinal. Oh, the you, urinals! You, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. with the signs and everything. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think uh, just it's a Southern Baptist church, and I think it. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is, if not completely moving reformed, it's at least. Uh, uh, I mean, it's pretty base for as yeah. far as Baptist churches go. Okay. Uh, the name of the YouTube channel is The Doctrines of Rad, guys. If you want to watch us live there and ask questions, we'll post your questions on the screen so that you can have your question read yeah, um, by me or Drew, and everyone else can see uh, who you are and who asked the question. So uh, there are such things as dumb questions. If you ask it, we'll we'll still read it. And we will. All, all 13 followers will kind of stare at you. That's right. You'll be, you'll be shunned, which means nothing. <laughs> But it'll happen. So um, you think that you'll have some ministry opportunities specifically in this church? I hope so. So when I met with the associate pastor, the, uh, the I guess, lead elder, lead pastor was uh, in Africa on a missions trip with uh, members of the church. Um, mm. I guess ass assisting with a either a sister church or community. Um, or doing a church plant of some kind. I can't remember hmm. what it was they were doing. Um, so hopefully I get to meet with him as well. But I did tell uh, this individual that, hey, I, I don't have intentions on just coming and just being a normal, like, just guy in the audience. I want to I teach. I want to lead. I want to wanna help. If I can preach, I'd love for to, I would love to come out and preach. Um, and obviously he was like, oh, well, I mean, like, dude, I don't know who you are. Like, right, you can't right. just come and preach at our church. Come on um, in. Yeah, just whoever you are, let's go ahead. Um, so it, uh, we'll, we'll see. I got to prove myself. So I got to start the whole process all over again where I yeah, have to. It's tough, man. I get it, it. it. I just like from scratch, like I spent six months proving myself and trying to do my best to um, lead a church in the right direction. And I just kept hitting wall after wall after wall for what I now look back at is for good reason. I think God. Yeah, for sure. We, God spared we, you, dude. Oh, absolutely. Um, we always recognize God's sovereignty in hindsight, right? Where we look yeah. back and you're like, oh, that was God the entire time. And I was uh, yeah. just, just like holding on to a raft as the waves hit. And you're just like, why is this all happening? And in reality, um, you could have got off the raft. You could have got off the raft. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, even with me and the church situation with, that I'm was in, you know, I, I was just like, I got to the point where I'm just like, I just want to serve. So, mm -hmm. you know, if, if it's just me doing the drums, that's fine. I want to do more. I want to be involved. So um, that's why, you know, purposefully got up to, to do these men's groups in the morning, these Bible studies, even though they're very early. Um, I just want to be involved. I know that this is a different season of my life. And, and I think God has shown me that I, I just need to learn how to be around other people that love Jesus because that's what I'm going to be doing is being around other people that love Jesus for eternity. So um, I got to, I got to learn it now here on earth. And so <laughs> um, I'm just uh, very thankful for uh, letting go, 
being like, you know, God, I want to serve. I want to do this. I wish I could preach. I wish, but I just, whatever, just, if you need me to just show up and pray with people in the afternoon, like I'll do that. Um, just let me fit in. And, and once you get to know me, you know, I feel like the Lord will show just like, it's gotta be your situation. Like once they get to know you, um, you want, you hope that the Lord reveals to them, Hey, this guy has a gift that is valuable to the body, right? Like that's what you want. You want to hear them say, this guy needs to be a part of the, the team, uh, in the same unity in the same accord, same vision. And, uh, I think that's what you're hoping for. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, that, that, I, that concept of like letting go, um, is what I did with the, how I found my wife. No, no lie. <laughs> so yeah. I was so, dude, I was my, my whole life. I've been trying to like hold, like keep control of how I'm going to find a wife. Like I had this ideal of how it was going to happen. And then finally, I just remember telling God, like, I'm done searching. I'm, I'm just, I'm done. I'm going to let go. I'm just going to focus on you. If you bring somebody, fine. If you don't, fine. Um, it was probably like two weeks later, me and my wife met and we've been together ever since. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. I took him a moment of saying I'm done. Let go. That's I let you do you. My wife's experience was that she was feeling really burnt out from dating. Um, she had told her mom and dad, she's like, if you guys could just find me a husband, just find me somebody, you know, uh, that'd be great. And she was, uh, she was in her, uh, what, second or third year of college was just feeling not ready. She didn't know what she wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, so she, know, you know, she kind of just gave it to the Lord. And I, I remember my, my prayer, I had written it down and I posted it on my, uh, on my diary, on my online diary, what, how I met Rachel. Um, but my prayer for my wife, I just kind of, I just remember thinking like, Lord, this is what I want in a wife. I want, I want a woman that will help keep me accountable and focused on serving you. Mm. I just, I want a woman that will join with me in going all of the way in ministry in whatever it takes to just glorify you, uh, and serve you being, you know, together and raise a family. And, and so remember I posted it on my, on the, the little thing, there was like a blog, I posted it on there and just kind of let it go. And that was my prayer. And, uh, boy, it wasn't, uh, but two or three days after that, that, uh, Rachel's mom messaged me on the, on the website and was like, Hey, um, I saw that you were just recently saved and I just want you to know that I have a daughter around your age. And if you ever need to connect, nice. have, I not, have I not told you the story? No. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> way to go. Mom. You and yeah. your mother-in-law must have a great relationship. <laughs> oh, it's, it's back and forth. <laughs> it's not perfect. Uh, but no. Um, so I was doing this open diary thing because I was like, I was in these Bible studies. I had recently been saved and I was so excited about Jesus. Uh, I was taking every single Bible study that we were doing and writing notes upon notes upon notes. And then I would go and I would go onto this, this website and type a blog out of all of the stuff that I was learning. Right. Cause I was just, I was so excited, man. I just wanted to reteach it and whenever. And I felt like I learned a lot through that experience. And, uh, so I was posting all these things, talking about how excited I was about Jesus and talking about repentance and being saved and like what, what it all meant. And, uh, and it was just all new and refreshing to me. And, uh, so 
my mother-in-law now um, had, she messaged me. She said, Hey, um, I saw that you're recently a Christian and you, you're around my daughter's age. And I just want to say she's been raised in the church her whole life. And uh, she really loves the Lord. And um, if you ever need somebody to like in, encourage you, or, you know, ever, if you ever feel lonely, you don't know a lot of Christians, then I can, you know, connect you with my, with my and it was just blogs dude it was literally just blogs it wasn't That's video awesome. it was it was just me typing and um so i said you know i, I and i was in japan at the time i was you know, it's my first two years in the navy i was uh overseas and i was like yeah sure you know I'll, I'll talk to her and she's like her name's rachel and we started uh we started talking and uh we messaged back and forth we kind of got to know each other a little bit and um it was cool there was definitely some interest there uh to start off and um, I remember, uh, uh, I was like, well, you know, let me see. I, I, we, we could barely even share pictures online back then. Like you, you had to like send it through an email and it would be like, not really that great or <laughs> like a, a scanned. This is, this is the year 2000 dude. Right. Like, oh, before yeah. YouTube. Yeah. That was, yeah before, that was before Zanga. No, 1999. Oh, I don't even know what Zanga. that is. Oh yeah, but yeah, AOL. definitely before YouTube, AOL for sure. So, and Rachel and I, the only way we could communicate, other than like doing a couple things online on this diary site, like email, but I I could buy a, a long distance AT and T phone card. Oh, I remember those because roaming and then like long mm-hmm. ah. like punch in the number, and then like I, I'm calling from Japan to the states so. It was crazy the things that we had to go through in order to communicate back then. Yeah. And uh, did you have? Do you do you currently? And I feel like, I feel like you do. Just looking at you right now. Just looking at. You got a VCR in your house, don't you? Good question. <laughs> you do. No, I don't think. No, I, I, I genuinely do. We have a. I think the oldest thing that we have right now is a Blu-ray, like a very, very early Blu-ray. The beginning player. Blu-ray. What was the thing before DVDs? It didn't. It, it didn't. Laser last. discs. That's it. They were giant. They were record size DVDs. DVDs. Yeah. 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 No, we used to. Most of my videos. Most of my growing up was on VHS. Man, I thought we had made it in life when we had a VCR that could rewind the cassette for us. Yeah. And I could go back and forth. Versus me like taking it out and cranking that stupid thing. Just, oh man. Uh, yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, this isn't the podcast for you. You're too young. Yeah. This, is adult, this is adult stuff. Yeah. <laughs> VCRs and oh. set players and slideshows. Oh, yeah. Um, that's crazy. So you're, you you started a men's group, and that's kind of how you got your in. Um, that, no, I didn't it. start this. I just started to join. Like, I just joined up with it. Okay, because you just want to be a part of the community. I just need. I just feel like I just need to. I need to put myself out there and get to know the guys of my church. I just. I need to be purposeful, and the groups that meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays are essentially the elders and the deacons of the church. So it's a. It's more of a leadership type meeting, um, and it's 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 oh, good. That's right. That was the one you said you just started going to, and you just didn't yes. stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a question on my end of TikTok. So it says, hi, Logan, have you ever been banned from live? I got banned today for talking about loving sinners. I've had a whole account ban. Had to start fresh and start all the way over. Um, 
Yeah. I've been banned. Choose your times. battles. Yeah. I, I and I had, to, a I had to ask myself, like, if I say this, even though I'm right, is it going to do any good? Right. Or is it just going to get me banned and I can't be there for people or talk to people uh, when they meet me? Right. My account has so many strikes, dude. I would not be surprised if this ticket <laughs> this, it just on. goes away. <laughs> ends up just disappearing. Yeah. We'll see. But I, you know, and I actually, I welcome that if that's what happens. I'm not worried about that. I'm not done being online. You know, like I still exist. You can't like you can delete somebody and that's fine, but they just pop up on another account. So, you know, you can't post a picture of Hitler. No, really? I, yeah. Yeah. I did a video where I shaved like my mustache uh, into the Hitler stash. And I, was really? like, why don't, and I was like, why don't we do short stashes anymore? And then it clips over to a picture of Hitler and then it clips back to me and I'm like, oh, that's right. And that they took it down immediately. It didn't even, I was like, nothing, nothing remotely wrong with this. What? It's like the boogeyman. Like if you, if you post it, you know, he's going to come back or something, you know, it's, it's kind of silly. You want to talk, you like want to do a whole podcast about how Hitler was a great leader? Can we, <laughs> no. Okay. You can't say Hitler was... three times in a live. They will stop this live immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we are going to find out. They might, um, YouTube doesn't seem to mind too much if you talk about Hitler. They seem to be okay with it. As, as long as you're not like invoking too much, you know. TikTok, though, I can see they're very sensitive. Hmm. What do you got going on on your end? You got anybody chatting uh, up? So Bombshell says, what did I just walk into? Uh, we're just Nazis affirming Hitlers. Hitler. Uh, <laughs> no one no. would question that if they looked at me. This is the first one that they see. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, it's definitely this that guy, guy was at this guy was at the Capitol on January sixth. Sure. <laughs> How was it though? Was it cold? Like, yeah, it really was not that. It was pretty relaxed, man. It was pretty calm. There wasn't a lot going on. <laughs> and a lot of the stuff you see on TV was a very small portion. <laughs> I, I do. I did want to ask your opinion on some stuff. Yeah, the male female struggle in society today mm. and our like i i have a desire for men's groups right to get together and just kind of coach and thanks mario cry together you know be vulnerable sure. and uh just uh share share whatever their struggle is for the day or my struggle is for the day um do you do you feel like the the assault on women is actually an assault on men right mm. or 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 this idea like so why is it the focus is on trans women, right? Or mm. what, it, when talking in terms of homosexuality, it's always focused on the men, right? And it's yeah. not so much on the women. Um, I feel like when you make mm. men effeminate, it's easier for you than to get to women, right? And well, I mean, to... being an effeminate man is actually called out as a sin in the Bible. It is, there's no sin attached to being a masculine woman in scripture, but there is a sin attached to a man, a man being effeminate. So I think that the focus happens to be on that because that is what we recognize in our hearts, even in the sinners recognize with the natural law of God, that that is not okay. And they, mm. uh, so it gets more attention because 
you're right. We don't see a lot of the the trans issues. Don't it's it's typically a trans man being in a girl's bathroom, right? That's the narr- that's the narrative. That's the scary talk. What whatever side that you're on, right? That's the the topic of conversation. So, um, it's never about the trans woman being in the boys' bathroom. It's never it's never about that. So, I think it's because uh, we recognize in the core of our being that there is something so unnatural, so uh, so anti Christ in the idea of an effeminate man transitioning into a woman. Um, that it just, it, it just, it's the Holy Spirit, dude. <laughs> like, you know, it just, it anchors yeah. at the, it vibrates at the idea, you know, it's just bothered. Well, well and there's like a, a practical level, right? Like we, there's a stigma, there's, it's a double standard for like men and women in a lot of different categories. Um, men rape women at a extremely higher sure. rate than women rape men. Yeah. Um, men are pedophiles at an extremely higher rate than women um right so i can see the fear of a man going into a i don't know you see a lot of those going. women teachers though a lot of those women <laughs> I, teachers i had one of those i didn't know she was she was one of them until i graduated let's go i mean you You're say that <laughs> men are more pedophiles but i don't know dude i think it might be a little bit closer with men and women i mean you the women make the headlines for sure and we know that there are groups of men that exist that that like NAMBLA, for example, uh, North American Man Boy Love Association, um, the MAP flag, minor attracted person. Like, I, I just, it's unbelievable to me that we even have that concept in this country. Well, that's, that, insane so that's but it's all built off of the 2000 um, LGBTQ community slogan, love is love, right? So when, when you, when you started affirming that idea, it opened the door for, other groups to start saying, well, if it's okay for you, if love is love for you, then what love is love for me, this is what it looks like. It even like. resulted in that song. What is love? Don't hurt me. No. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> no, um, you're right though. So I mean what I mean if love is love then incest is okay. If love is love then bestiality is okay. It 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 just continues. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, so what do you think about this? Uh, I've been seeing a lot in the news or at least, I don't know if it's there a lot. It seems to be there a lot, but there's this, uh, apparent threat of, um, gay marriage being under attack. Have you heard any of this? Have you been seeing anything like under attack by people or as in like, because um, of, because of Roe v. Wade, um, the idea that the, that the, that gay marriage is not codified in the constitution as a yeah, constitutional right. Right. So it, it, one, it's fear mongering, right? Like, Oh, if they're going to do this, then, you know, slippery slope fallacy, then they're going to go after this, this, and this. Well, yeah. I mean, in, in reality, I'd like to not see any of that, but um, should we not truth be th- thinking about taking away gay marriage, voting, uh, voting against it? No, I think we absolutely should. Um, yeah. So I'm just, just, that's why I'm curious. Like, but I understand with my, you know, uh, in the in the pluralistic society and pagan society that I live in, that it's not for everybody. Right. So I have to yeah. affirm the religious beliefs, not affirm them, but uh, uphold 
a person's freedom of religion or I or I subsequently lose the right to my own, right? So if I don't give you a right to go and worship however you want, then who's protecting me to keep my right to go and worship how I want? Yeah. So I, I, we could, I we could still vote for that sort of stuff, though, you know, like put it into law. I mean, it, would it really be a bad thing if we, you know, truly believe in the the moral statutes of the Lord that that there would be a proclamation of, of a true religion? Um, no. It wouldn't be a bad thing, right? But the problem is, is people that don't know the Lord and haven't had their hearts turned from stone to flesh won't recognize sure. that. So it, it yeah. wouldn't create, um, even if it was the majority, right? Even if there was still a minority out there, it would literally have to be all of us together saying, okay, we agree. Right? Because it would just kind of restart itself and we'd have the same yeah. battles of oppression and victim mentality yeah. and then you know fighting for it and people it, it would just all start all over again uh, but i think it, it it's even better for us to just say okay look um for our society to function in the context that it is in this fallen world then we we have to just be cordial let me tell you what the truth of the gospel is um you can either affirm it or deny it yeah um, but at least we can still uphold um a common common ground here in this nation as we function together as people because my goal is to win them with you know slowly right win them with love win them with yeah. the truth of the gospel not to force it to on them because right. that's not true love and god doesn't want to do that either he's not going to force you to love him that's true yeah that's interesting well uh i did you happen to see what ron DeSantis said recently that was mm -hmm. i thought it was kind of embarrassing um so he he quoted the Bible, but he used it politically, unfortunately. And so he said that. Well, he said that uh, he said that in order to defend against the libs, that we have to put on the full armor of God. And I was like, that's you know, I feel like that's just an unfortunate thing. You know, I, I don't know how you feel about that. Like, if maybe I'm just making it out to be a bigger deal or not, but. Um, I was like, man, you know, like, don't use scripture like that. Don't yeah. do it. Don't yeah, do that. You're, you're absolutely right. Okay. So you feel, you feel similar to like, me? It, well, I mean, give me some context. Give me some explanation behind that. We're just going to throw out a phrase that's in scripture and it right. sounds good. So we're just going to put on the full armor of God to defend against Democrats. Like, yeah. What? No, yeah. man. It bugged me. Man, I put it in just... my news today because it yeah. bugged me. <laughs> I love your news. Thank you. It took everything in me not to laugh at your joke the other day or last week. And Which I knew one? it was coming. I knew it was coming. Oh, the one that I was excited about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, COVID. No. Uh, oh, doggone it. I don't remember now. Whatever. It's not important. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't like when I, I want to like DeSantis too, you know? I just. To me, it just, I guess maybe this is just a further reminder that I, I'm just not, I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care about who's running. I'm probably not going to vote this time around. I don't know that I'll vote again, but I don't feel like I just want to absolve myself from political, like uh, the, the process. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think, I mean, I think I'm on the other end. I think this will be the first year that I do vote. Really? 
Yeah. Dude, I voted. Like, I was excited this year. I voted. I voted for Trump. I was like, oh, yeah, I think it'll be all right. Um, the first time I'd voted in a long time, and he lost. So it's like, oh, well, I guess it's not meant to be. But I got I got too into politics for, for a, probably about a five- to six-month period, man. I got really, really hyper-focused in on it. Yeah, uh, and I regret that I did that. Uh, I would, I won't do that again. So really? I'm in a better place now. Yeah, I, I got really, I got like super, super MAGA for a little bit, but uh, I just. What I, caused I, that for like you to become um, extremist in your? Yeah. Um. Like you became a Trumpy. Yeah, for a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Um. I feel like. I got caught up in the fervor of the internet about it. And I felt like there's no way that this one guy can be that bad when every single person hates him as much as they do. I'm like, there's gotta be something about it. Cause I'm like the world, you know, the world sucks, you know, the people and their decision-making skills are terrible in the world. So it's like, there's gotta be something. If everybody hates them, hates this guy, what's like, what's his deal? And then, I don't know, it didn't take long to figure out that most of the hate was uh, just media sensation, which kind of made me like him more because I was like, well, people are just dumb. And uh, when I really got it, like, I noticed it became idolatry for me after the election and because I, I was really bummed. And then I was like, no, you know what? This is not what God has for me. This is not good. This is not, uh, this is an idol. And uh, that was it for me. I get that. Man. It was just an idol for me. I might change my mind later, but for right now, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Uh, me as somebody who has lived in the South all of his life, me being a Christian from the South, I'm excited to vote every time the box office is open. That's good, I get man. It. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's um, great. For me, I was always separated from home. I was in the military. I figured, right. well, whoever wins is my commander in chief, anyways. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm I'm focused on other things, um, so I just never voted. My when I just always felt like, hey, my my one vote doesn't matter in a sea of three hundred right. million. Right. So I never, I just never really cared about politics. Like that too. I guess I just was kind of like, like I had the same idea like you, and like whoever the president is, I'm I work for him. You know, it's like he's gonna be my boss. I haven't really. Like I've had all different kinds. I came in when Clinton was still in office. Um, so I had Clinton and then Bush Jr. Uh, and then Obama and then Trump. So I served under all those presidents. And really, it wasn't even until I had retired that I paid attention to Trump. I didn't even I didn't even notice, uh, you know, like I didn't know that people were that all upset. So it was kind of shocking when I jumped into it. And I was like, people are really really passionate about this what's going on here um but all of that the lord just used to really draw me closer to him i just i love him more i just want to serve him i like i love that he is my king and i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stay happy like that you know yeah i get that but i get it and some people voting means a lot for some people and i'm excited i'm just as excited for people to be able to vote i love that people have the right to vote in this country I mean, and Jeff has a point, right? Like he's he's proud of like he's ready to be there, his voice to be heard. Like Absolutely. I I applaud that, man. Because here's the thing, although I've never voted, 
uh, you <laughs> let this let somebody in this nation try to take away my right to vote, even yes. though I've never voted, I'd be up in arms immediately. Absolutely. Right. But you never even used it. Yeah. But I had an option to. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to take that away. That's the um, beauty of the option there, too. The beauty of the ability that we that we have a right to vote in this country, uh, that everybody has a right to vote with the exceptions of criminals and stuff like that. But um, every citizen has a right to vote. Uh, and uh, it should be everybody's right to vote. So um, and it counts as one vote now. Right. <laughs> You're not just three fifths of a, like property. Yep. Yeah. So men's groups. Yeah. Men, men in general, men in America. Um, I guess what's our role, man? Like, how do we, how do we? So, so here's here's the thing, and I truly believe this: godly men stopped men stopped being godly men, right? Men started. I mean, just responding to their biological urges, right? And like who they were in their flesh. Self-pleasure. Yep. Yeah. And so they start abusing women. They like, you know, um, they, they start, you know, power, all those good uh, pride, all, all that stuff. Right. Mm. And then women fight back and the feminist, feminist movement pushes back against that. And it's kind of on the other end now Yeah, where, where the pendulum has finally swung uh, as Michelle stated um, a couple days ago like the pendulum always swings and eventually it comes back on you so where where you know misogyny was running rampant you know yes the feminist movement had to respond and we kind of you'll see that happen in extremes throughout society where that that wave that cosine sign wave occurs i just how do you how do you just balance it out and live in a utopia i think you just have to well you can't that's not with sin um but maybe but perhaps, <laughs> perhaps in the scheme of time, though, this is how God gets that balance. When you see these extremes. Mm. Oh, this, so I mean, it started with somebody, right, pulling it, and eventually it comes back to yeah. center, right? It eventually comes to center. I like that. That's why I'm post -mill. I mean, Yeah, right? post -mill, right? <laughs> I, I'm getting there, bro. Um, but no, I, I, I think that that could be it. I think that could be... Um, I mean, whether it's, whether it's, it's post mill or a mill, you know, however you look at it, it, it does seem to go that culture goes in these different directions. They, it, 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 it goes very extreme for a long time. And then it seems to like, whoa, all the way back. So, you know, now we're, am I a Presbyterian yet? No, um, not yet, but you know, like, it feels like don't don't you leave me. You're like my last like, Baptist friend. <laughs> it's almost like we're at the place where like people are wanting to segregate again, and it's weird. And it's like, why is it hitting that extreme in the culture? Why why are mm. why are universities having the black only graduations or whatever? You know, it's like yeah. When we celebrate Black History Month, we're like just segregating a whole month just to celebrate. It's like. When, when you keep calling it out and individualizing it, you, you keep trying to make it separate. Like, isn't yeah. that part of our culture? Yeah. It, uh, a lot of division. Uh, by calling attention to it, it eventually causes, it like counter-racism counter becomes racism, right? 
and I get why we want to do it. We want to help. We want to do better. We want to fix the the things of the past, but we end up just kind of causing the same issue in a different way. Well, and it's, yeah, you see it all kind of, I mean, I think the, the good things that are going on right now is we, we live in an era of information where a lot more people are on the same level now, at least informationally. People have access to the same information. Um, it's not it's not as class uh, divided anymore. You know, like even rich oh. people would get newspapers. We all oh. have social media. We all have the ability to hear. Now, of course, that all depends on the algorithm, but information flows. You know, I think there are more people now that can that are aware of stuff than there used to be because of the Internet. Right. Like I'm thinking pre pre Internet. What did people when did you talk to uh, people about politics, either at work or at like family gatherings? Yeah. Like you weren't calling each other all the time to talk about politics. You were only doing it in your social circles. Yeah. And all now, the elites got on TV to talk about things for you to digest what they were saying is truth. And then you're like, Oh, right. And, yeah. I, and I mean, to, and to an extent people to some, in some ways people still do that today. So um, yeah, take what they hear on TikTok and they're like, ah, did you know God's name is in our DNA? Well, no, it's not. Oh my so. gosh. <laughs> Bro, we need to do we need to do a series on just cringe worthy Christian TikToks that we do. Let's do it. Week. We'll just post a bit, like we'll have a video pop up and we'll talk about it. That maybe that'll be our niche. We just do that and correct bad stuff. I mean, that's what kind of IP is doing on TikTok, anyways. Yeah. So. Well, there was this the Bible for normal people guy that he went he he got a whole bunch of uh people stirred up because it does. He does this opening where it's like, what does the Bible say about homosexuality? And then it, like he sits down and he's like, nothing. It says nothing. And it's like, oh, bro. And it's getting so many, you know, it's getting all these people liking it and just, yeah, I wish I could blare this from my car. Like, it's just like, dude, like, first of all, it, it was like Buck Rogers. Noel was he got into it with the guy like several big Christian TikTokers were discussing this video turns out the guy's a mormon guy's a latter-day saint it doesn't matter what he thinks and i didn't know that that dan guy was latter-day saints either he should be excommunicated from his church then who knows dude you know they're trying to mormons are rebranding really yeah they're not they don't the 1970s segregation they're not called anymore they want to be called latter-day saints seriously yeah so they're rebranding. So I, I I would see that they'll probably come along to the homos, uh, pro homosexual stuff, huh. and at least break off to it, like the Presbyterian, uh, PCA, USA, and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. But did you know that McClellan, Dan McClellan, is a Mormon? No. Do you know who I'm talking about on TikTok? No. All right, hang on. I'm gonna pull up one of his videos. We can watch all it right. together. You have to be on YouTube to watch it. Sounds like he's a character in the Highlander. (laughs) Duncan (laughs) McLeod. But for everyone on TikTok, hey, how's it going, Heidi? Hi, Angie. Sorry, I didn't get to say hi. What's up, T? Um, And I think that's everyone I caught up with. Hey, guys. So uh, Doctrines of Rad is a podcast that we run every Monday night at 10 uh, to 12-ish on some nights. 
Um, basically it's when, uh, my child goes to sleep is when we get free time to do this. And then I wake up at four o'clock the next morning and get back to work. So it's kind of, I'm kidding. I don't do that on Tuesdays. I sleep in. Um, I just want y'all to think I'm And cool. you believed him. You believed yeah. people. Um, but Hey, uh, doctrines of Brad follow us on uh, YouTube right now. Um, we're going through this growth period where we're just kind of trying to see how me and Drew uh, kind of just run the podcast together from different states and how it all works. And it's been working out really well. Um, eventually, we're going to upgrade to some better um, technology, have better cameras. I'll have an actual background similar to his. Yeah. Where it's not right there uh, eventually. just a random corner of my ceiling. Um and then we'll uh, reboot the whole thing and we'll start. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, no audio. Hang Can you on. do a video on Lilith? Yeah, she doesn't exist. Uh, I don't know how I get the audio up. Did you hear audio when I played that? No. I'd have to hear the audio from your tick or from your computer Weird. Uh, through TikTok. Well, people can see it. I hear it now. Do you hear it? Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He, uh, I guess they, they all do. So they really try to affirm like, so for example, I messaged him. I was like, are you really just trying to affirm this Asherah narrative as, uh, Oh, you message this guy. Yeah. Okay. Like, are, you, are you really trying to affirm this Asherah narrative, um, narrative in order to just kind of persuade this idea of, um, God and, uh, uh you know, Heavenly Father Elohim and his yeah. celestial wives producing children and that the Jews recognized that at one point. Um, and then he said, I don't make something, something arguments. I can't remember. It was a really big word to show how smart he was. Yeah. Um, I remember well, Googling it. It was that big. So he's, I mean, what what's great about him is with, as being a Mormon, he's still actually historically accurate on a lot of the things that he talks about, especially with like the old Testament. He's historically accurate on a lot of it because he seems to be like a scholar with a, some sort of master's or doctorate's degree. So he he uh, does there he does the LDS's uh, oh, what is it called? Basically, like their biblical history. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. It's a department for the church. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, so he's like an elder in the church. Like he's he's in it like a Brigham like Young a, type of dude. Appointed to an office. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I didn't realize that he wasn't, I mean, I, I could tell immediately by listening to him that he didn't know Jesus. Like I could tell, but I couldn't figure out like what it was about him. Like, why was I'm like, is he a Jew? Is he like, a Torah observant? like is he just like, an atheist scholar agnostic? Right. <laughs> yeah. like a I want to use that. Thing? I just want to go up to somebody and just like, you don't know Jesus. I could just tell. You can absolutely tell, dude. You, <laughs> I can be scrolling my TikTok. You can't tell. And I can tell if somebody's a believer or not. I can see it in their eyes. I don't care what anybody says. I can see it in somebody's eyes. Am I a believer? You are absolutely a believer. Thanks. I needed that assurance today. You are. Well, be, be assured, my son, and I'm in a father. Friar, with my, with my sweater on, I look like a, a friar. Uh, type of monk anyway so i'm like eh, whatever so uh, what were we talking about <laughs> uh mormons knowing jesus um, oh, oh yeah just not dude so i knew 
let me tell you this story. So I had a um, a guy on my ship. He was a brand new sailor. Had just reported the ship, and this was uh, probably about a year after I got saved. Okay. And I was running some of the um, the ministry at that point. And this young guy came on board. His name was Richard, Richard Kendall. Uh, awesome man of God. But the second I met him, I looked at him and I was like, that dude is a believer. I knew it. And sure enough, sure as day, he was a believer. Nice. And uh, we've spoken. We've still talked to this day. It's been 20 years. Monsignor Drew. That's right. <laughs> They're calling you Brother Drew on here. He does. Brother Drew. Like oh, I love it. He knew it was like a Jesus Domine. Only people that are funny are going to understand that reference. So I, I don't know about you, but do you get a lot of people sending you videos for you to do responses to? Uh, not as, not as much. So I, we're not I live can't. on TikTok. What do you mean? I'm not live on TikTok. Hang on a second. How am I not live on TikTok? I got 15 uh, people in here. People are responding. It, wait, hold on. Is it called The Talk now? The Talk? Is it, is that is that the cool? I need to keep up, man. You guys got to keep me up with the slang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Marissa sees me and other people see me. Satchel, I bet you it's not showing up. I bet you TikTok is shadow banning me, dude. You Maybe you have to go straight to my, uh, go to my page. Latin. Yeah, I know I got to be... <laughs> My Latin's on point. <laughs> but so I do uh, get a significant amount of like uh, video sent traffic. Like, can you Thanks, respond Jeffrey. to this? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times I just answer them in a, in a direct message. Um, what what if we, uh, I don't know, what if we had like people send the doctrines of rad and link and we kind of, we make that a point. Hey, review, we'll do some study on it or response on it. Boom. Yeah talk Wrong. about that I would clip. Love it. because there is a lot of false information occurring send here listen content. so here's what you can do anybody out there send to the doctrines of rad tiktok channel if you ever see a video that you want us to talk about while we are on live we can pull it up and play it so send them to the the doctrines of rad channel and i can access that through uh, my computer Somebody asking you a question, Logan? Yeah. That uh, basically says, how come Drew isn't on the TikTok side? Question mark. I was uh, in the YouTube side once and nothing. I don't know. I, I don't know why he's not showing up. I mean, I hear him. Uh, how many people got you got in there? 15. So you got 15 people that are currently watching you. Yeah. Marissa's in here. Oh, yeah, oh. she's in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Bruce can see us both. Dude, I tell you what, I know what it is. I got another violation today because I shared Matt CL's video with the people that were singing. Um, they were using gosh female pronouns for God, and they were changing worship songs, and they were singing in a church. I duetted it, and I got yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I duetted it, and then. Uh, I got a community guidelines violation. So I bet you I'm majorly shadow banned, dude. So, all right. So we're talking about um, men today and like everything. So this kind of is a great segue. 
what if, what if the re, like what if the conspiracy theory is true like men just changed it to man and god isn't a man he's a woman like what what is your response to that because I, I hear that a lot it's like oh the patriarchy mis- misogyny that's uh com- clearly written into the bible like god is spirit yeah. he doesn't have gender what do you say shut up <laughs> You don't know Jesus if you think yeah. that. No, I mean, like, what do you, dude, like, so what? Yeah. So what? Tell me, what does that mean to you? What does that mean? What does it change? Yeah. Well, you know? it, it changes a lot, right? If the patriarchy, if God isn't a father, he's quite literally described. No, I know. Like, a, I would know. Why, yeah. Right. But, like, I would ask them, like, so what do you, what does that mean? But right? what a like, threat on his character, right? Yeah. And the well, character of, like, men being strong and protective and leaders and having a specific role. Well, I don't know that you could equate non-binary to God specifically, although God is a spirit, but um, that doesn't mean that God projects himself as a male. That just means he's not like trying to identify as a male. He is male and he has set the creation in order that way. uh, Very specifically, do you think he chose male? I think he chose male because that's what he is. Mm. So yeah. he, the chicken and the egg thing, right? So he that's was the male, order, therefore calls it male. Like it, it the order of the nature, husband, wife, child, husband, wife, child, that comes because God is male and created us. Mm. Created us in his image, of course, male and female, but he put a specific assignment, a specific responsibility onto the male role because we are to best reflect his characteristics. All right. So uh, I got a question or I guess a statement really it's you'd understand why that's a tough or that's a thought. Sorry. Um, you'd understand why that's a thought when you realize Luciferians believe in divine feminine worship. Interesting. And then the next one, who has a specific role? I think uh, males and females both play specific roles within uh, culture yeah, um, absolutely. And, it, and, and it extends beyond just our culture, but like in our uh, nuclear families and then outward, outwardly uh, to our culture. Yeah. I mean, we're called, men are called to be a high priest. We're supposed to love, love our wives. Like Christ loved the church, Christ also being male, the church being his bride. There's a very specific connotation uh, with those, the, the, the dance of, you know, go, going philosophical, but the just the, the dance in God's creative form in which he writes, you know, just uh, it, this it's this beautiful dance between a husband and wife, the bride and the church. You know, it's like it's just um, it's it's just very beautiful, very um, artistic, very creative. And, and it seems to be very purposeful in Scripture. I mean, the Song of Solomon is canon for a reason. It is a very sexual, but a very intimate book between Solomon and his wife. Yeah. But it, it represents how much our creator loves the his creation and his own body. That's why the two become one flesh, God and his creation. Um, this, this, this ethereal dance, this, this holy thing that God has done that is so far beyond our uh, understanding. It's just beautiful. Right. Uh, so I got a 
so uh, so men and women, he created them both. Both have the other half of the universe. Not really sure what that means, if you don't mind elaborating. I mean, it sounds a little metaphysical to me, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know the context behind the question. If my mom were to say that to me, I know exactly what she would mean. But, <laughs> but I if my mother-in-law would say that to me, I know exactly what she means. There you go. See? Yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, that's it's it's all you, <laughs> boomers be crazy. And dude, the same thing applies for Ken. That the same rules for Ken Ham apply to my mother-in-law at all. <laughs> Just <laughs> one solid smackaroo right in that tummy. Could you what believe else, I got Sarah? two and a half minutes worth of Ken Ham gut punching? That was good. Two and a half full minutes worth of it. Well, he he deserves it, and he knows he does. He's, and he shouldn't be shocked, right? Like when he is gasping for air, and he should just be like, "Oh, you got me, good one! Like you finally got me." He doesn't even get yeah. mad. He just looks at you, and he's like, "Because he knows why. He knows why. Know You're why. not Noah, Ken. <laughs> you just stop. Stop thinking that God has told you to build this ark for you and your family to survive on." <laughs> He really thinks really... it's gonna float. Yeah, it's made of no, concrete, dude. I think it. No, I think it will float. <laughs> it's not a real boat. I don't know, dude. I think I'm like, look. All I'm saying is, if there Take is a the worldwide flood, Take I'm making my way over there, and I'm gonna get on that ark, and I'm gonna hope for the best. But I'm gonna look at it as this is the second way out. <laughs> so. You see the doctrine of election occur in the uh, Noah story. Just want to point that out to people. Absolutely, and and eight, eight, eight. <laughs> and the fact that even if there were, even if there were people prior to Adam, it doesn't matter because when Noah and the flood happened, it was just the eight, right? Yeah, it really rebroots the story. Um, because you can, everyone can trace their lineage back to Noah. Um, Marissa then, says, yeah. "Rumor is Ken's going to be building a Tower of Babel." <laughs> <laughs> Next, Gen Ken. <laughs> there's more to the Bible than Genesis. I hope you understand. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't. I've given it my all. <laughs> all everything I have to you Genesis think, like, one. <laughs> An old earth creation is like really hurt his feelings when he was a kid. And he just is bitter the rest of his life. I will prove this young earthness. The earth is young. We are special. We are the only created <laughs> out of nothing. Uh, speaking of which, I got two books in the mail today. Let me show you. Yeah. The Lost World of Genesis 1. Okay. Which is written by John Walton. Okay, so this is an old earth creation story. Yes. Okay. And The Lost World of Adam and Eve. This is on Genesis Ooh. 2 and 3 by the same author. But looking at who have endorsed this book, I was I was pretty interested. So uh NT Wright endorses this book. Okay. Um Bruce Walkey out of the Reform Theological Seminary, recommends this. Um, Francis Collins, head of the Human Genome Project, and uh, 
Uh, that's about all the other names that I recognize right now. But those are those a few few of those are names, man. Those aren't just uh, <laughs> those are some pretty hard hitters. No, those are some heavy <laughs> hitters, man. Norman Geisler, you know, stuff like that. Heavy hitters. That's what I meant to say. Come on, Logan, get it right. Uh. John Owen. Anywho, I am reading a John Owen crazy. book right now. The, on the good life. It's real good. It's a little small little book. <laughs> Sarah, she says, a few of those are names. Those They are. A few of those are names. That's right. They, <laughs> they <laughs> it is known. It is known that a few of those are names. That is correct. Uh, Drew, my dude, love you, broski. Hope you're doing good. Thank you, Webb. How do you find a good church? Leanne wants to know. Um, I would you, say, look, go ahead. I, you pray, you, you yeah. stay faithful to, you, I honestly take a notebook out and write, what is it that you believe? Right. About write your Jesus. prayer, write your prayer down. What is it you believe about Jesus and mm -hmm. make sure that church, make sure what you believe lines up with scripture. Um, and then make sure that church affirms all of those things. You do a couple things first, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but then try them all. Like I yeah, try different ones going from church to church, to church, to church. Mm -hmm. Um, just try them all, and just finally, when the Lord leads you to where you need to be, you're you're right where you need to be. So, and I, I mean, all those churches I tried and I didn't like, like, you know, I I made good friends at them, or well, I made good friends um, by visiting, and I still yeah. have relationships with a few of them. Uh, I even got a preaching opportunity out of one of them. That was nice. Nice. Um, it was really cool that they let me do that. So, um, yeah. Just, and then look up what they believe. Like, don't. Oh man, I didn't tell you this. So this uh, girl I met on a TikTok live, uh, this lady was like preaching, and I was just okay. listening. And this girl starts asking questions, and this girl is like leading this the girl commenting astray. And so, oh. uh, like, I message her. I'm like, hey, I I really just like this is on my heart. You got to understand everything she just said is not true. And like, here's some verses. Um, so someone supposing to be a Christian was was telling somebody about false things about Jesus. Yeah, like or is truly in, believes they're a Christian in chat, or was it like a side by side video thing? No, no, it was it like she was messaging the woman talking, kind of like how oh. he's looking at us now. Um, I got you. But I, I always try to like really shy away from direct messages and stuff. I'm a married man, yeah. like right. Um, sure. So I, I, my wife, like I tell her everything, but I. So somehow Instagram friends, um, and I guess she's found Jesus. And I was like, "What's the name of this church?" So I immediately go and look it up. Uh -oh. um, and the <laughs> we believe God is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who is God in three personalities. I've heard that before. I forget what the name of it is, but I've instead of three it. persons, it's so right. slick. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's so slick. It's like it, I, we're not going to affirm three persons. We're just going to put three personalities. And I, I even I, while reading it, because I was just kind of reading through what they like, yeah, they buzzing the yeah. I, and I something said, boom, go back. That didn't sound right. Personalities. Mm. I'm like, hmm, this is a yeah. oneness church. This is a UPC oneness church. And, and so most I'm, I'm like, I know this is helping you find yourself and find Jesus. And you know, I encourage you to just back up everything they say or like test everything they say with scripture but i you have to understand and i like screenshot it took a 
you know, wrote a circle on it. This is false. This is mm-hmm. false. Do not believe these things. Mm. Um, so eh. it's hard, man. You want to see people, you don't want to see them led astray. Every time when you speak and stuff like that, do you, uh, you know, it's like, I, I have an unction when I see, when I see false teaching, I, I really do have, like, I, I want to say something about it. And sometimes I just have to make sure like, okay, am I, am I attacking? Like, am I making this video to feel superior to the person or am I genuinely making it to correct something that I think could easily be misleading or misunderstood? How do you know either way? How um, do you figure that out for yourself? Well, I would say take a step back after you've made the video and pray about it. Like I had to do that. I made a video that was going to be talking about the, the group of anti-Calvinists that are on TikTok. Yeah. I blocked them all, but I was going to make a video about it. And uh, why block them? I don't want to see their videos. Okay, so it's more of a just a, a piece for you versus yes, an evangelism for them. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I need I need peace in that. I'm not, and I think because I, I've concluded I'm not their pastor, so I don't. Um, I'm going to pray for people instead. But anyway, I, uh, um, I made this video and it was really going to be, you know, I was just really calling out this, this divisive thing that they were doing. Uh, and I prayed about it and I didn't have peace to post it. So I didn't post, I deleted it. I'm, I'm not going to, and I just let it go. You know, um, I just, I'm, I want to equip people to know that there is danger out there and that you need to study for yourself. Like I want to equip people in that way. When I do my lives, I preach out of the Bible. I'll answer people's questions out, you know, based on scripture, but you know, people are going to be led astray by like, I was just listening to Colossians be talk about people uh, being led astray by all different winds of doctrine and philosophies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that God says it's going to happen. So I guess I try not to, you know, get too worked up about it. I think that's more it for me. I get worked up. Yeah. It says, uh, comment, God says, test the spirits. And then Steve McCoy is saying God has three personalities wrong somehow. Um, So we're saying that God isn't three persons specifically, that God the Father is not God the Son, is not God the Spirit. It's not a projection. Right. It's It's not not him just personality of the same God. Of the same person, right? This it's is three persons three, in, in unity. Three individuals in one essence. Yes. Yeah. Three in one person. It's not three yeah. gods. It's one God. Um, it's not three personalities. It's not three projections of himself. It's it, um, the father is not the son, is not the Holy Spirit, and vice versa all the way around. So... Um, if you, if you want a really good explanation for it, go read the Athanasian creed. To me, that is probably the best written explanation. I think most reformers would agree with that as well. Um, a person has a personality. That's why it's a relationship. I'm not, I'm not following McCoy, Mr. McCoy. Pull this up real quick. From the wiki. From the wiki. 
Um, so it really starts right here. Well, it really starts at the beginning. Whoever will be saved before all things, it is necessary that he hold the Catholic faith, which means universal faith, not Catholic religion. Hey, can I pause real quick? Yeah. Uh, real quick. So, Christy, the think of it as an egg is a horrible analogy for the Trinity. Look, guys, there is no thing we can think of in in like creation that can describe the Trinity. It's it, it is the most it is quite literally the un, most unique thing in the universe. It stands alone. An egg is modalism, or is that partialism? Um. That's partially one or the other. I think the water vapor and ice is the modalism one. So egg yolk and shell is modalism then. Yeah. yeah. Three different modes, all still an egg. It's, it, it's, it does not compare to what we are actually talking about. Three distinctly separate individuals who in essence make God. Yeah. Here it says that we worship one God in Trinity and trinity in unity, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the essence. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, and another of the Holy Ghost. But the Godhead of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, all is there is all one. The glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Ghost. The Father uncreated, the Son uncreated, the Holy Ghost uncreated. The Father unlimited, the Son unlimited, and the Holy Ghost unlimited. The Father eternal, the Son eternal, and the Holy Ghost eternal. And yet there are not three eternals, but one eternal. As also there are not three uncreated, nor three infinites, but one uncreated and one infinite. And it just goes on, and, and it really just blesses, I, I think it blesses the hearer when you read stuff like that. But uh, I really enjoy uh, being reminded of the mystery and the beauty of the Trinity. Yeah, and uh, Chrissy, don't be sorry. I wasn't attacking you specifically. I just wanted to correct that because you see it um, all over the place. When I was a kid trying to understand the Trinity, my church actually failed me. I was like, hey, I don't I don't get this. I need somebody to explain it to me. Um, and it literally was one person who was an elder or like a leader in the church telling me to go talk to the pastor. The pastor mm. uh, just not get like giving me the egg scenario because um, no, no depth and no study has been done on their part, and it kind of left me in limbo. Um, I just want you to really kind of shy away. Just don't use analogies. Don't use them, right? Because we're trying to compare the eternal, everlasting, holy, and righteous God to an egg. Right. right? It doesn't. It doesn't compare, and it, it is not the same. And it it's like the, the Jesus statue. The requirements. It doesn't. It. It. Trying to even put it into words into description diminishes the value of it. Correct. Yes. And in some way, like when you make a, a gold statue of Jesus or a painting of Jesus, it's okay, Logan, chill out. <laughs> you got your pitching behind you. Um, it's to me, it's it diminishes the value of God. In my opinion, I think it, it more specifically in the Trinity, but could stand for all of them. That's Texas Jesus. <laughs> Looks just like him. That's Jim Cavizas. <laughs> Jim Cavizas. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Chrissy, for uh, you know bringing that up. Boom. 
I'm up to nine people in here. I appreciate you guys following and hang out. Look at that. Texas Jesus. I can't. It's it's a real thing. Jesus, back when Jesus was fighting twisters. I, he was, yeah. He used to he used to ride them natives. It's my favorite part of that whole thing. Ain't back there fighting them twisters, riding and riding rodeo. <laughs> that's what they that's that's how they preach at the cowboy church. Have you ever been to one of those before? They're heretical, aren't they? I don't think so. No? Maybe some of them are. I mean, I'm sure some. What, what's heretical about it? I don't know. I'm trying to, like, me and my wife were talking about it earlier. To, uh, I don't know uh, what it is, but it is. <laughs> it's got it's got cowboys in it. It's got to be cowboys. Obviously, they got mustaches. Jesus ain't had a mustache. Hi, Aaron. No, so what do you, what have you heard about Cowboy Church? I'm curious. I can't, I can't remember who I heard it from, but I just remember mm. the saying, man, those are heretical groups. Um, huh. It wasn't like a YouTube video. It's just like in passing. You can somebody. tell by their eyes. Because <laughs> yeah, Drew knows if somebody knows Jesus, he just looks into their eyes. I'm watching you, Fokker. <laughs> you're, you're looking at him like, you're almost there. Yeah, not quite. It looks like you have some fresh soil that needs some seed and water. Can tell by, even cowboys can be forgiven. You're right. They can. No, um, I've always thought it was just country people worshiping Jesus and then they do a rodeo afterwards. Like I, I actually, I don't think that there's anything. I think they still preach out of the Bible. I think it's just the way in which they meet together is the more of the cowboy part of it. So you got to ride in. I know they drink. They're allowed to have drinks while they have church. Well, what? Like, like water. No, God forbid. Like, like alcohol. Oh, really? Uh, I don't like, think we're talking about the same thing, dude. And I'm like, um, What's, what makes that different than coffee? I mean, yeah, it depends on what you run on. You guys you know, have some, baristas in y'all's church. The world runs on Dunkin'. So they got a saloon. Right. Well, there's churches out there that smoke weed and then go worship. I'm going to start touring churches and just ask them, what, what do you believe? Let me see your eyes first. I need to know if you know <laughs> Jesus. He knows Jesus. All right, tell me what you believe. Where do you get that from? We'll do a series on just us interning, or not interning, but uh, interviewing local teachers in our area. So yeah, we should just go, like, just go in. We could do like a series of like, believer or not, <laughs> believe, saved or not, saved, saved or, or not. And Welcome to saved or lost. I'm your like, host, Logan Burns. To Welcome to saved or lost. And you have this. to guess. You're like, oh, are they saved? Let me tell by their eyes. And then you ask them, and they're <laughs> yeah. like. Are you saved? And they're like, no. You're like, no, you got me again, demon. <laughs> How you answer this question determines your salvation. Yes, that's right. right. What is your favorite color? <laughs> Jeffrey, Hall's what's your favorite text? color? Blue. Blue? Yeah. Cool. What about you? Yellow. Really? Yeah. I've, I think you're the first person that I've, no, you're not the first person. You're probably like the second person that's ever said yellow. My eyes are, are my eyes are permanently red, guys. That is a, <laughs> it is it, that's a scar. Um, yeah, he's high all the, the time. The blood is scarred to the. No, the he uh, smokes a lot of weed. Reefer yeah, madness up in Logan's house, man. It's like black and white pictures. It's just, brum, 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 brum. He's like walking around. He's like, you better watch out for this reefer, buddy. It's, <laughs> it's Logan's house. Reefer madness, man. He's just going crazy. Running over people in cars because he's always high on that weed. 
deliverance from my reefer problems. <laughs> there was a guy, there was this really crazy heretical guy that I had learned about. His name was John Crowder. Have you heard of this guy? Like John Crowder, Crowder. He no, this guy does hang on. I'm gonna find him on YouTube, bro. You're gonna pull him up. Yeah. John Crowder, he would talk about toking the baby Jesus. Sprinkle them with holy water, see their reaction. My eyes or the people that potentially aren't saved. <laughs> Welcome to for, saved or lost. That's vampires, bro. Yeah, that's vampires here. Yeah. Jeez, man, I thought that was gonna go away. I thought it was too, but it is a permanent scar. Here, here's the- <laughs> she said both. She's like my new favorite, like TikTok friend. Here, I'm gonna get right by the way, the, she, by the way, the dreads, it's insane. It's insane. I don't <laughs> know if you can hear this. Can you hear anything? Not yet. Sons of Thunder. Sons of Thunder. Look at this guy. Hello. Look at this guy. Speak some edification and encouragement to some of you who feel that I you're a burden from the Lord. Maybe you, you feel him? that you're like a Jeremiah prophet uh, cutting against the grain and the Lord's depending on guy. you to carry. I wish you could hear some of the things that he was talking about. This guy talks about toking on baby Jesus, <laughs> like getting high in the spirit. It's like getting high off the spirit of God. That was his whole thing. Getting and high baby off Jesus the spirit name. of God. Well, I like the baby version the best. Twelve pounds, <laughs> he eight cuter. ounces. Don't even know a word yet. Just so cute and so Looking cuddly. On baby Jesus, Just lying in your manger. Can't see. Guard your eyes. No. Eight pounds, six ounce, baby Jesus. Don't even know a word yet. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, so that was a fun thing. Look at, look at these crazy pictures. This guy's a nut. All right. Let's stop. Let's stop watching that guy now. Enough heresy for today. I got a question. Would you join a church where they break out the snakes? Um, I don't know. I might stick around for a little bit. I don't know that I would like <laughs> stay there, but I probably would. I'd probably watch that episode of crazy church experience, you know, hand me a copperhead. I got faith, Johnny. I got, Brother Drew, I got faith. Go ahead and put me in there. There's a snake it. in my boot. Hard pass. Yeah. No, I don't think I would. Uh, I don't think I would join it. Um, I've been in a church where um, I listened to one of the, the one of the times a guy preached and talked about the crows. This is what he said in a, in during a message. He said, after Jesus was hanging on the cross, the crows came and picked his flesh. He said this in a church service. Oh, hi, cat. Okay, well, we'll do this. Good buddy. So we left that no, church. No. Yeah, no, they didn't. His yeah, holy one did church. not see disgrace. This was the church that uh, that actually said, um, when I, I had to confront the pastor finally, and I asked him, I said, hey, dude, uh, I just got to ask, like, do you believe that Jesus is the only way to salvation? And he was like, for me, he is. <laughs> I was like, all right. We're, well, it was nice meeting you. We're going to go now. We had been here there for like six months. We're like, well, we're I, not going to stay. You're like, as a matter of fact, it wasn't nice meeting you. Thanks. These people yeah, it, now. We were in a cult, dude. It was yeah. I. It was part of the emergent church. Had you heard of that? those really? guys? Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're just kind of like real metaphysical type church, like Rob Bell and those guys. They're just, yeah, real like. 
philosophical kind of effeminate men. It, it makes me mad, you know? Yeah. Just What's does. the craziest church? Have you ever walked into a crazy church and left? Ooh, uh, when I was really young, uh, this pastor, and this is based on memory, so this might not actually be accurate. Mm. Um, but I remember him like just preaching about his rewards in heaven, mm. um, and how the Bible says the they're, they're going to have they're going to have rewards in heaven, and it's going to be great. And um, I stood up. And I walked out of that church. I couldn't go anywhere because they were my ride. So I had to wait for it to end just to get on the bus and oh, <laughs> for wow. them to take me home. Yeah. I used to How? go to church alone as a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I well, My dad used to send me to the Catholic church by myself. Really? In our, yeah, it was like in our backyard through the tree line. But yeah. on Sundays, he'd make me walk there I, I, from probably like seven or eight years old. Did you ever like just not go and just like hide out in the woods? No, nope. I always went, man. Yeah. Yeah. I always went. I just, uh, I, I love doing it. Like I, I thought it, this made me and my dad close, you know, like I thought it was, mm. even though he, he wasn't liked, going, yeah, he was golfing, you know, I never really, <laughs> he told me it was important. So I was doing something he said was important, you know? Nice. Um, I was an altar boy. Um, I did, I, you know, I learned some of the services and dressed in the robes and stuff like that. Um, but once my parents got divorced, you know, there was no, nothing holding me there. So I didn't really care much anymore. Yeah. It's crazy how divorce could actually like, imagine if you would have grown up in the Catholic church and stayed and yeah, I was a member at a charismatic church called Solomon's porch. Why not Solomon's? house or temple just his mm. porch just the porch you know just the porch. it got weird stop going when i saw the pastor branding a firearm in the church <laughs> like on his hip or he's like walking around with a gun i mean there's pretty significant difference there i mean maybe a cowboy church you can get away with like walking around with a firearm i mean i know we have guys our security team we have guys that carry in church Hey, what is our T asked what our system was earlier today? He shot me a text message and I couldn't answer the question. Uh, system for what? No, no, no. It was it was Jake. It wasn't Thomas. That was Jake. Um, yeah, like what we use. Like all of this is through this StreamYard, right? StreamYard, yeah. Allows us to do everything through YouTube and okay. Yeah. Um. Except so, for we, when I download the videos or when I download the audio, I upload it to Acast, and we do have listeners on Spotify that are not watching us on YouTube. We have like four or five people subscribing to our Spotify channel. Nice. So, yeah. So there are other ways to listen. So guys, um, please you, send Shane. us all your questions, your videos yeah. that you want us to talk about. Um, yes, please. I, I don't care if it's political or things going on in the country or yeah, just, we can address you know, it. just anything you want us to talk about. Like you think this would be good material for us to address publicly to you guys during a live, yeah. uh, during a, a filming, um, as we begin to move this podcast into a more formal setting into, uh, its future. Um, we just want to make sure it's something that, you know, you guys want. Right. But at the same time, uh, like 
me and Drew have said before, it's a place for us to just keep each other accountable, help each other yeah. grow. And, you know, everybody viewing for y'all to grow with us and learn with us and yeah. um, hopefully be better because of the time we spend that these two hours together is not wasted, right? That if you're driving yeah. in your car right now and you're listening to this, you've, you know, if you're, we you're just having want a you bad to day. Feel like you know us, you know, we care about you guys. We, we, um, there's gonna be people out there we'll never meet or even know listen to this thing but you know the fact that you do that you're interested enough just to hear us ramble about whatever we're talking about um yeah, the, quite literally billions of people will never hear this yeah a very that's a very we do, firm, we do this we do this in one language well <laughs> why aren't we bilingual people, are we? you are <laughs> don't tell them that i mean we're not white white a boy White the boy. Yeah, man. Um, we. Uh, oh, I got a good question. Yeah. Please teach us how to encourage people because all people want is kindness. So how do we teach people to encourage people? Um, people don't actually want kindness. They really do want the I was truth. Say, man. They want the truth. Right? I, I want the truth even if it hurts. Yeah. Because um, I'd rather live, the, you know with my feelings hurt and I grow from it and become stronger and better than live a lie and actually put yeah. myself in a worse situation. Yeah. I mean, you want to, you know, presenting the truth in kindness is good to be a kind person is good. You can be graceful in, you know, telling somebody hard things or bad news or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, you, um, I don't think people want kindness either, man. I think people People really just need reality and uh, kindness doesn't really get us anywhere. Uh, and if it's kindness of itself, just for the sake of not trying to offend, but um, you know, cause the truth is offensive. We have to, we, we can't like forget that part of scripture. Are you eating the microphone? You can't forget that part of scripture. Act in grace. Logan taught me that. I remember. Somebody remember. said that I taught them that. Shane's the name said that, yeah. Act in grace. Act in grace. Yeah. Logan taught me that. Nice. It made me feel good. Thanks, Shane. Yeah. All right. Well, does anybody here in here have questions? Taking a bite out of crime, I see. We don't share the gospel in love. Well, I think the gospel is love gospel in the gospel is good news it's it's love there's no you can't you can't share it out of hate you know um i think the gospel is the gospel so um i do think that we should still we should have tact with people we should be graceful and if how we when we present the truth but uh you know you can't you can't allow someone to blatantly say some lie when especially when it's a back and forth type conversation and agree with it like you have to be truthful and that's not going to feel good to the person receiving that but you know if somebody makes a claim like if they say to you you know jesus isn't god and you don't correct them that's you're not telling the truth like so what if their feelings are hurt sorry jesus is god and you you might not believe that and maybe you haven't seen that but um, you will know, 
and we have been sent as a warning to you. We've been sent to warn you and let you know. Jesus did not come to condemn the world. I mean, he quite literally does, right? His second coming, he comes back as judge. Yes. So he comes as savior first, judge second. I remember yeah, a pastor my mom and I had growing up. Uh, the pastor had a, a limousine and a driver every Sunday. He pastor of uh, two churches, two different states. Yeah, there's a guy like that in Washington State, too. He's got like a private plane and he goes, he flies. He does a service northern Washington and then flies to like mid Washington and does another service at another church, man. Yeah, it's so weird. Like to me, that's a do. What do you think about satellite churches, dude? I have a I have an issue with churches that have satellite churches. Yeah, we have one in Auburn, Alabama. Do you, what do you think of that? In Columbus, Georgia. I don't like them. But like, what's the point? Like, I, I'm not saying they're they're heretical or they can't. They don't work. Um, they can um, if they're if they're done right. But like, how do you pastor point, over a satellite church, though? You you, you don't right. So they have right. pastors at those churches, but this person with so much pride that says he's the only one that can preach to these fifteen churches. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. Like, they, like, they thank just, you for saying they, that. It's a pride issue. What pastors should do, and this, I watched Crosspoint in Columbus, Georgia, do this. I was my my like first two weeks there was them purposely causing a church split, right? Like it wasn't a split, but they told the congregation, if you live on this side of the city, you need to start going to this church that we have planted. Yes, I've been in churches like that before. Yeah, and it's because hey, look, we love you. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for helping us grow this community. But you, we need to plant a church in this city, and you live over there, right? And 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 like in a lot of ways, we lost a lot of good leadership. There was, you know, per, people with certain talents and stuff. Um, but mm. they equipped one of the elders. The elder had grown up in the church. He was solid. He he was absolutely like it was definitely his calling. Um, he had proven himself in every way, and they said, "Okay, this is where we're going to plant the church." We backed mm. him in funding those people in the congregation. So anytime the church got to a certain number, they would just cut it in half and send them to another part of the city or into the city, the next town over. And then they yeah. grow it again because pastor Brad is like preaching bi biblical truth. And then yeah. they'd cut it in half and send them out, cut it in half and send it out. Well, there's no reason for this, for three pastors of a church to try and govern and lead more than, you know, 500 yeah. people. Well, I do agree. I think I think that's a good model. I, I think over when you get to too many people, it's it you have to have just a, a, a massive staff. Yeah. So I get that. I think the problem that I have with the the satellite church stuff is like when it's one pastor that has to be the only one that preaches, and everybody sits in like a theater or whatever, and they watch the same message, and it's like. What is this like? What what is this about? Like, why is this happening? Um, I do think it's pride, man. I wonder why. I, I I used to go to a church like that. Maybe I'm just down on myself now thinking about it, but I shouldn't have stayed. Like, what an annoying thing. <laughs> we have a wrist says that we have a sister church 45 minutes away. Two different pastors Saturday and Sunday services. That's weird too. Well, I think no. If it's if it's like a sister church and it's a different pastor, 
maybe that's different. You know, when it's like we're partnered, but we aren't the same church, you know, so we have our own individual pastor. I think that's good because you you need to have like the unity in the body to fall under one authority in the church, I think. Hmm. The senior pastor should be the one that cares and administrates for all the rest of the believers uh, in the church and everything else. But, but but here's the thing. Not even the Catholic church runs like a satellite church, right? Right. The, the, yeah. they, they have independent bishops and priests over their church that like are autonomous in what they, yeah what they teach. Right. They, they, they lead true. their, I mean, I don't, I, maybe they have to all preach the same kind of, like the same verse or something. I think something. they can get like audited or something, dude. Like they can get like <laughs> yeah. a secret Catholic priest shopper comes in. He's like writing down. He's like, it took Father Jim 3.8 seconds to open up his hymnal and begin to sing the homily. You know. All right. Sarah, Sarah in here with some great questions. She's, she's becoming my favorite TikToker. All right, here we go. All I, right. Besides, besides you, Drew, because you're my favorite. Mm. That's, that's not true. The Sav is probably my favorite. TikToker? No. I don't know if I have a favorite TikToker. I'm my favorite TikToker. You would. You would. I love all of the videos that I make. I enjoy them. Like it's, it's <laughs> I feel like I watch album. all my videos at least 15 times a piece on my at other least. account. <laughs> no, I just even on the same one, just just watch it over and over. All um, right, here here we go. If you could sit down and talk to three people of the Bible besides the obvious trinity who would it be or who would you talk to give me three and then why this is good so not not if but when i get to talk to some of these awesome people of faith from scripture um paul absolutely a thousand percent was probably be one of the first guys that i want to sit and and just um hear his stories and and hear the things that he went through um Adam uh, Paul, Adam and perhaps James, the brother of Jesus Mm. because of all of I mean obviously I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord you know, so I will be communing with him forever um but I think uh, I think to to be able to sit down and and to to hear how James came to like how Jesus revealed himself to his brother yeah. and what his brother's experience was in that I think that it would be really fascinating. Um, but Paul is my spirit animal, dude. Like every I love everything about Paul. You Just are Paul. I, yes. I really. I really, I've always, I very much modeled my ministry and my view uh, on Paul. So what about you? I mean, I I would like to meet all of them. The Bible says that we'll, you know, dine with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at table, right? We'll we'll learn from people of the past. how, how about some people we can't, we won't ever get to meet, right? Mm. So I, I think Judas, I would like to talk to Judas. You see why. Yeah. There you were. You saw him love on people. You saw him share the truth with people. You saw him heal people. You saw him do everything 
that, that you saw him do his father's work and you watched the miracles occur and your heart was filled with greed and your heart desired for the Romans to go away. And I can only yeah, think and imagine that there's it. some there's some kind of backstory in his mind, like Romans probably did something to his mother or something or killed his parents or something that we don't know about that. Maybe Judas had followed another religious guy around. Oh, and had- yeah. Right. There was that Jesus wasn't the first G like legitimately named Jesus. Like um, there were other people claiming, claiming messiahship. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So like what if Judas had got caught up in a cult back then? And was just thinking, you know what? I've seen enough of these. I'm just gonna get mine out of it. And uh, because I mean, that's what a, a a hardened heart would do, right? You would just be like, well, what can I get out of this? Yeah, you, you know, Barabbas's name was Jesus. Oh Jesus yeah, Barabbas. I didn't right? know so that. You have, yeah, on trial, you have Jesus of Nazareth and Jesus of Barabbas, or Jesus Barabbas. And no kidding. The world chose Jesus Barabbas because they knew right. Barabbas. They understood Barabbas. They they, under, they understood the zealot, the Jesus of Nazareth, the one who was perfect and innocent. They did not know. I like that, I, Jeffrey. I it, he's talking about the pastor. What we were just talking about, you know, and what we look for in a pastor. Uh, I want a pastor that knows my knows by me by my first name, and and at least can drink a coffee with me once a year, bro. That's I think, and that's not even asking a lot. That's asking very little of your pastor. But to me, as a as a prospective senior pastor one day, uh, I would love, I mean, that would be, I think my ministry would be purposefully meeting with the members of the church every week, constantly checking on them. How are you? What is going on? What can I do for you? How can I pray for you? Paying for coffee, paying for food, like let me be involved in in you so once and I, if it gets overwhelming guess what that might mean something they're beyond your capacity yeah you know or it's you know maybe that's not your your ministry but i believe at least how i feel right now is that the lord will supernaturally provide for me all the energy and motivation that i need to do his ministry and that i will yearn for the days that i get to be absent from the body and present for the lord with the Lord. But in the meantime, I want to be, I want to enjoy God, man. Like, so, you know, that phrase that Piper uses about, you know, God is the most glorified in us and we are the most satisfied in him. Piper gets that from this sermon by Jonathan Edwards. Mm -hmm. And I have been just really thinking about this good life concept. Can I share a couple notes with you? Wait, wait, which sermon is it? The good life. The good Uh, life. Okay. I just, yeah. Is it the good uh, life? Well, yeah. it may have a longer name than just the good life. Uh, if y'all want to feel like on the good life, yep. Uh, if y'all want, so just for the seven people on my end and whoever's on Drew's end, um, yeah, with Marissa. <laughs> Jeez, um, dude. <laughs> if, yeah, she was my friend first. Calm down there, Ted Bundy. It'll be all right. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Edwards and um, Charles Spurgeon, um, George Whitfield. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend you just kind of listen to their sermons. You can listen to somebody preach their sermons on YouTube. Um, there's several pastors that actually are people that like take their sermons and preach them on mm-hmm. a YouTube channel. Um, wow. And I just listen to them. So highly encourage that. Got to go, dude. All right, see you, brother. Take care. Shoot me so a text, you- man. 
Sorry if I missed it. So here's some of the notes that I that I wrote down from today. Smith Wigglesworth is amazing. Smith Wigglesworth, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All I right. think she's being facetious. Uh, maybe. Uh, all things in some way display and reflect the beauty of God. So Jonathan Edwards was really big on that God reflects himself onto his creation, and that creation reflects back on him. Mm. to bring about the most glory. So all things in some way display and reflect the beauty of God. Only humans can consciously participate in that cycle of beauty by creating, by making order out of chaos, by reflecting Christ, by purposefully choosing to lift Jesus up, to joyfully image his goodness to the world. As God's perfections are in themselves excellent, so the expression of them in their proper acts and fruit are excellent. When we live in ordered obedience to God, we express God's perfect excellence, which is valuable and desirable. So these are, I mean, I wrote more down, but I just, I just love, I love the picture of, of a good God who wants us to enjoy him. Yeah. I need him. I need a, I need to read more Edwards. I just need to read more, dude. Like I had to be purposeful today. <laughs> I just, I just need to read. That's true. I just more read more scripture. Yeah. IP's a, a video on like, hey, how did you get to know so much? He started off. He just set a goal of like ten pages a day. Yep. You're to thirty pages a day, fifty pages a day, and I'm just like sitting here, like, dude, I don't think you understand. I'm an idiot. I can't, I can't read. I got a master's degree. You can listen read. to sermons all day though. You could put yeah. something on in the background. I do. do I, I love doing that. I listen to sermons while I cut the lawn, yeah. um, while I clean the house. I'll like, listen to like, I'll pick a book of the Bible and I'll just start listening through yes. it. Yes. The version um, app is great for that. Dude. I love version for that. Yeah. Um, me too. But then, but there's something different about intentionally yeah. opening your Bible, sitting down and just like praying over it and then reading it and just, it's your it's your voice in your head reading God's word if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's uh, I'm I'm trying to be more purposeful in in specifically reading the word and and taking time in the morning to study and read read some other books too before I get my day before I jump onto TikTok. You know, before I jump onto any other whatever I'm doing, I, I want to just start my day with that um, and focus on on really just hearing from the Lord, taking notes and start, I'm starting to, I, you know, I have the mindset of, I want to leave a legacy for my kids and my grandkids. I want, I want grandpa's library to be full of notebooks mm. of just grandpa's thoughts on Jesus so that they can pass it down to their kids. And they could be like, look at what grandpa drew wrote about Jesus in the year 2022. You know what I mean? Like, I want that for my kids. I want that as a, as a, uh, something that I can just, that's a legacy that I leave for my grandchildren all the way until Jesus comes back. If God willing, you know, keeps that data and stuff. So. I love that. Sarah said, I'm crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not supposed to be sad. It's supposed to just be thoughtful. You know, like I want my, I want my great, like, dude, what better place in time in all of history is it to be alive right now where, like, we are recording a conversation 
for the mm. last hour and a half and it is being uploaded to a server that in a thousand years from now someone can be like i want to see what a normal podcast looked like in 2022 and they're just shuffling through and then and here's drew and logan you know, <laughs> normal the age, the age that we're at talking about jesus and they you know they're a thousand years into the future and we are dictating their view of scripture mm. we are dictating how they see theology and doctrine because we are breaking into the next view and mature understanding of god sarah said you're welcome future <laughs> you're welcome future oh, yes man. that's right um we have an impact dude like look don't let anybody despise your youth and i that's what i was thinking about when i thought of mike from uh inspiring philosophy this guy is purposefully laying down philosophical theological teachings for people to learn from mm. and he is being purposeful he's not doing this just as a hobby but he's doing this to make an impact onto the future kingdom of god we are built look god has given us this command to go and to subdue the earth and take dominion over it preaching the gospel going into all nations proclaiming the lord's uh teaching people and baptizing and proclaiming jesus as king like we have to produce we have to create. God has made us this way. So uh, we dominate information by proclaiming information, to proclaiming truth, and we impact the future generations, man. We got to look at it like that. We can't be, we can't live in this nihilism like, oh, it doesn't matter what I do. Like it does. Someone one day may hear us speaking of Jesus, and we want to be sure that we are giving a good representation of who he is and what scripture says. What's up, Lisa? These, how are you? Well, thanks for that conviction. I'm not doing enough. None of us are doing enough, bro. It's, doing it doesn't enough. matter what you're, how much you're doing. It's like, are you purposeful in doing it? Like you are purposeful in doing this podcast. You're well, so you're like, you're doing I, I, re I recently, just because of everything I was going through the past, like three weeks, I was just like, I, I'm done, man. I just want to like, maybe I don't have a calling to preach and be a pastor. And I just need to, Focus on, I'm just going to focus on me and my family. I'm going to lead them in the way of the Lord. And I'm going to just isolate myself and take all the, the struggle and the burden off and just worry about me. And I immediately knew that was wrong. Mm. Like I, I, it just, boom, it hit me. Like when that's not what we do, you don't just vote like a, don't get me wrong. My family is my first ministry. Yeah, I take care I mean, of them. You have a Sabbath. We have to rest. We can't go all the time. You do have to have moments of like centeredness. Like, okay, stop thinking. Stop being distracted. But uh, yeah, very post mill of me. I know. I'm almost there, dude. I'm telling you. He says <laughs> <So is> Hunter. <laughs> it's uh, but it, you know that's interesting. What if what if in the annals of history the post-millennial movement of Christians in the 21st century were the ones who were did great work to preserve the authenticity of scripture and the authenticity of Christ's word. Like, like what if it's looked at historically as well? Those post-mill Christians were so focused, like they are the only reason, they are God's ordained reason why we still have such a solid and historical understanding of scripture because they hmm. knew that we needed it. So 
that's kind of the mentality that I have now when it comes to the future is like, yeah, Jesus may come back tomorrow, but I'm going to live like Jesus is coming back in a thousand years. So how do I, how do I prepare the next generations after me to know Jesus and to have some sort of, uh, confidence in their faith? Yeah, I like that. I really like that. It's a it's a little bit more optimistic out, outlook on life. Like, who knows, man? What if we? My, my wife and I were having this conversation. Um, you know, have you ever seen Ready Player One? Yeah, I, so, I enjoyed it actually. So you know how when they're like they go into the archives to try to figure out the key, but they're watching things happen in like in real time in real time in, real time in yeah, the yeah. past. Yeah, right. So. That's that concept or idea exists for some reason. It exists in reality. That concept does. So what if just a crazy thought about heaven? Who brought this up? You or your wife? Uh, probably me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Probably me. But we had it was a really good conversation. But it was what if? What if part of our eternal and in, in forever glorifying God, we are constantly learning and seeing things play out in absolute truth. So we see the moment, like we can go to any moment and see these moments played out. We could go to David and Goliath. We could go to, you know, these, these written about moments in our scriptural history and see them and experience them because we would be constantly glorifying God in that. Right. Cause we would be seeing like the truth of it. We would be like, wow, this is real. It's like, wow, look how good God is. Look how amazing he is. For eternity, we'd never get we'd never get old or tired seeing all of it, learning all of it. We wouldn't. I mean, it sounds to me like we're going to be very busy in eternity, and I I think that's great. Like, I don't want to be bored in eternity. That doesn't sound like a fun eternity for me. I want to be busy. Do Do you think like we will remember our sins and just see them? with the knowledge yeah. in our, in our glorified body without sadness. Anyway. We'll see them as a fact, but we won't maybe huh. see, see say, say that, say that again, see them as a fact. We'd see them as a fact. Yeah. Like that happened. We did that thing. We thought that thing, we expressed evil in this way, but we won't have the feeling attached to it anymore. Cause why not? We'll see it. We won't have I, the grief because we see it inside. The, light the grief. Of the... I think it'll all glorify the Lord. So we'll see it and we'll be like, whoa, God forgave me of that one too. Oh, look, God forgave me of that one too. Oh, so yeah, God forgave me of that one. the shame is gone. Yeah. And now we see we have joy. Like he forgave me of that. Yeah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Yeah. Yeah. I like it that. Makes, it makes sense. I mean, you it seems to. Now. I know, right? I looked into it, your am eyes. I just. Am I in denial? You can see it in my eyes. Hey. Uh, so Hunter just texted me, said, uh, Ken, Gen, uh, Ken Gentry is about to put out a 2,000-page commentary on Revelations called The Divorce of Israel. I'm going to devour it. It's a partial preterist post-mill book. Oh, interesting. So. Well, I two, think that. 2,000 pages. Good luck with that. Yeah, I mean. The divorce of Israel makes sense. My my father-in-law were actually he and I were talking about that tonight because there's a guy that he listens to. Ben Acker is his name. Uh, I think he's written a couple books, but uh, he was an Assemblies of God preacher, but he actually had kind of different eschatological views, and it sounded like 
uh, one of his views was about the divorce of Israel and how, uh, you know, the in the new covenant, uh, there is the like, I guess I, I don't know what what who would you say believes that there will be a complete restoration of Israel? Is that a post view? Mac John MacArthur. Does. Or is that a dispensa That's a dispensational view, you'd say? Yeah, yeah. So they believe that, and for people that are like starting to drool now, because they have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, the so there are there are people that believe that um, because of of God's covenant with Abraham, Abraham, um, that uh, the Jewish people will be all in some way restored as God's chosen people. Um, and I don't know if, do some of them believe that like every Jew will end up being saved or, uh, or what is it? I, I don't understand like how they get to that point. Uh, so real quick. So Jonathan Edwards was post mill, uh, but believed Israel will be restored. So we kind of hold to both, uh, views along with RC, uh, Matthew Henry, oh, nice. uh, RC, RC Sproul and Matthew Henry. Okay. Um, yeah. What was your question? Oh, man, you're going to make me read or say that all over again. Um, Just the last part. Uh, what do they, how do they like come to the conclusion that Israel? Yeah. Like, why do they think that Israel is going to be, I mean, cause I feel like I believe that at one point, but now I don't remember why I would have believed that. I remember as a kid, my dad uh, kind of always taught me that um, Jews were always going to go to heaven. Jews go to heaven. Interesting. Right. And I, I believe that I had to do some deconstruction. Yeah. Right? Well, so. I, mean, I, think, I think Paul finally clarifies it. Like you, you might be a Jew in, in name only. Basically. Judas is in heaven. Right. And John, John the Baptist, right. He'll raise up children of Abraham from these rocks. if He wanted to. Um, That's interesting. I don't, I don't know. I, I find that there's only one way to cry, uh, one way to heaven or to the father. And that's through Christ. I mean, so I think if you don't yeah. have that. One way for us to be re uh, restored. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I guess that God can't, God can't uh, go back on his own word. So the fact that he said to Abraham, you know, this is yeah. my promise. Many nations. Well, I think maybe I if that's a covenant with you. That I... Yeah. Maybe it's like the difference between it being literal, like, like everyone. I mean, I, I think you could draw that conclusion that, you know, okay, God meant literally everybody that comes from you. But um, I don't think that, I think to me, it was more of a, Hey, you see all the stars in the sky? There's a lot of them up there. That's how many children you're going to are going are gonna to be blessed. People that'll be blessed through you through the Messiah that's going to come through your line. Right. And right. And so children, and he is the yeah. father of faith. So the children right. of faith, right. Those who have faith. Yeah. Right. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right? Yeah. So saved by grace faith. through faith. So yeah, that's the requirement. So faith, which is why I can't be a dispensationalist. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess I never realized how much of one I was, I think coming up, but you know, uh, it's nice to deconstruct some of that stuff to get to a better understanding of, you know, where I'm at and it's good. All right. Well, um, we're almost at the two hour mark, man. I think we gotta, we gotta cut it. So, uh, is it my turn or your turn for the gospel?
It's up to you, man. All right. Well, you did you do it last time? I did. Uh, okay. Well, I'll be fair then. Um, <laughs> all right. It's my so, favorite thing in the world to talk about. I'll, I'll well, take every. I'll take every turn. <laughs> all right. I guess I'll do it. Guys, we have a we have a creator, and that creator uh, has uh, a perfect order of things, and uh, we've we've all missed the mark of that order. And because of that missing of the mark, because of the sin that we've committed, because of the way that we've been born, um, there has to be a payment for that sin. Uh, and God demands a payment because God is a just God. He is a righteous God who will always fulfill his justice. And uh, that missing of the mark has, has a penalty, and that penalty is death. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's Romans 3.23. So there's a payment and uh, we will stand before the judge and the judge will uh, find us guilty. And the only thing that will save us is the blood of Jesus Christ who took upon sin upon it took our sin upon himself uh, in order that he may save us, that all of that the father has given to him, he will not lose, that he will gather us all together and he will uh, continue us through to the end. Um, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Um, and while you are alive on earth, you have an opportunity to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord. Uh, and I would absolutely encourage you for the sake of your life to turn your eyes on Jesus and to proclaim him as your King. Um, because God is good. And uh, because he will pay the price that we can't. And uh, if that if that makes any sense to you, if that sounds like something that you have never heard make sense before, well, then I would tell you that God has spoken to you in a, a unique way and that the first thing you should do is speak back to him. Uh, and uh, the Bible says that uh, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son uh, and whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life through Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the gospel. Believe on Jesus and go and sin no more. All righty. You got anything else, brother? Uh, hey, guys. Thanks for hanging out. We really do All appreciate right. it. Um, remember, once again, follow us on the Doctrines of Red at YouTube, Spotify. Send us your the, videos. All the places. Send us your videos, the things you have questions on. I don't care if it's not even Jesus-related, uh, just if it's something that you want us to touch on and talk about. Um or uh, any of your questions, prayer requests, anything you guys got, uh, go ahead and send it to the Doctrines of Rad TikTok channel. All right. I'm closing out the podcast right now.